Welcome to We Are Teachers, where you will hear conversations around the realities of teaching in the world today. I am Hazel Pulley. I'm the CEO of Excelsior Multi Academy Trust in Birmingham. I have with me today a young lady, Emily, who's age 23, and she often refers to herself as um, somebody who is care experienced. And I just think this is a great opportunity for us to chat and find out what, what was it like for you, Emily? And what do you mean care experienced? Let's think about well, your time at school. So care experienced obviously means um, somebody who spent time in, in the care system. So that can be a um, short amount of time or a long amount of time. For me, um, it was uh, since the age of eight. So it's been a large portion of my time at school. Um, and you asked me what it was like when I was at school. I mean, it sounds silly, but I always really enjoyed school. Um, I had good friends and um, had good relationships with the teachers. Um, and I felt like I, I did well. And that made me feel good that I was somebody who was capable. So I enjoyed school. Um, I remember particularly um, my year six teacher was very kind of it's like she could see the potential in me and she could see that I had a spirit and drive to do well in life and I remember sitting down with her when when I got my um uh three fives as it was when when you sat uh sat the uh sats and um she was really proud of me and it made me feel good that I was doing well so yeah I I enjoyed school um and felt like I was capable and and really I just wanted um what was happening around me in my life to to not impact that at all I wanted to just carry on as normal really um and yeah I felt like for a portion of time that that is what happened you just mentioned your year six teacher uh-huh. um was really supporting you there and coming out with three level fives that means above average attainment is amazing how was that celebrated with the school or was it not I think we had the kinds of typical let's have a bit of a class party we've all finished doing our sats now um but the main thing that sticks out to me is I remember going and sitting um with my year six teacher in a one-to-one and having such a positive conversation um where she asked me kind of where I saw myself going in the future and things like that and at that time I was absolutely convinced I wanted to be a judge I thought (laughs) I thought that was something that um would bring me power and kind of I could really kind of make a difference um so I was very young at the time didn't really understand how I'd get there but I I always wanted to do that and yeah I remember talking to her and it was a really positive conversation and she said to me I know one day if you want to do that you will and she said I can imagine coming and finding you in the future and seeing that that's what you're doing and it was just so nice for her to believe in me um like that and it made me think you know what I can do it. So it was positive. That's fabulous because I see you as such a positive person anyway. And I wonder if that inspiration to be so positive and have that great outlook of the window through the window came from primary school. Do you think they were inspirational to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it it felt um, like they saw that I was capable. And I think sometimes I I felt like... um, my social workers perhaps weren't expecting me to be capable because they could see in quite detail what was going on outside of school. So it was almost like a shock for them. But I felt 
more kind of like I was myself at school and they saw me not just the drama that was going on um in my personal life um I mean I did feel um that the school were obviously playing a role in that but it was mostly an educational focus which is such a positive thing and it moves you forward doesn't it so it does. Did you feel then that school was, because this is great for teachers to listen to, this will really give, especially new teachers into the profession, a really insight of how they can help children who are care experienced. Did you feel then that school was a safe place, could I say, a safe place, not as much mean to live, a safe place for your mind? Was it a sort of refuge? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was nice to kind of interact and be normal and be with my peers um, and feel like I could um, just do what a normal child does and sort of try to forget about kind of the worry and stress that might be going on elsewhere um, and I always did feel safe at school I always felt happy at school um, and yeah I just I, I was very successful in terms of my grades but I also had a good network of friends I was the librarian I was the play monitor outside I was very integrated into the school and I think I was able to show my personality and who I was at school which is nice. To me that sounds that you were truly valued and seen as part of the class was that with every teacher or can you is it with specific teachers? Well I think at primary school you don't well at my primary school my experience was um sort of mostly my class teacher and then I'd have some there'd be some crossover between the two so I didn't have a great deal of exposure with different um teachers but I remember in particular we had I can't remember what her title is but she was somebody who looked after specifically um young people that perhaps were going through difficulties and um she was very supportive it, it was difficult though because I also knew that she was the teacher that dealt with children have that had bad behavior and it was kind of at times not nice to feel like I was kind of lumped in with that when I wasn't somebody that had bad behavior or or I was challenging I mean I may have been at times but overall I wasn't <laughs> so it's really I think I'm pulling out of this that you had a, a significant person that you could go and talk to whenever you wanted um, yeah yeah so I think having that person there may have sort of helped you get the best out of that primary school but what happened when you went to secondary school is the system or the procedures as as easy in secondary school or did you find it harder to access that sort of support that we've just found there that was in primary so I think probably one of the most daunting things about secondary school was I, I was going to be um I didn't live in the area that my primary school was in so I was going to be moving um to a school that was in an area full of people that I didn't know um so that was challenging and I kind of felt very acutely aware of that I was different like I talked differently to most of the people that were in my class and things like that so I sort of started to become a little bit more aware that I was different when I went to secondary school um but it was it was positive one one good thing that I, I can remember was the year seven um head of year at the time she did come to visit me when I was at primary school and what was really lovely was her husband actually worked at my primary school so there was kind of that initial bond already because I knew she was his wife, which was really nice. 
um, and he was a really nice teacher and so she came and she sat down and she talked about the school and she asked me about me and things like that and it was really nice to have that kind of recognisable face when I went into year seven and have somebody that I knew because the teachers were so scary when you move up to up to secondary <laughs> school. You're actually really quite small and they all seem massive. So it was lovely to have that one face um, who I recognised. And so that, that was really positive. In terms of accessing um, support, really, I wasn't really that aware of who was my point of contact in terms of if I needed support relating to the situations that were going on in my life, not so much as at primary school. But yeah, I'm tr uh, thinking what, what else I could say about secondary school. I did well in my GCSEs and things like that. So you, How did you do? Because if you left primary with, with above average scores, how did that transfer? Did you get there? Yeah, I had very hefty targets, which, to be honest with you, I relished in because I thought, wow, like I was proud that I had, I think nearly every single one of my targets was an A star. And I thought, yeah, that's that's great kind of thing. <laughs> Made me feel good. Yeah. So I was doing well at school. I'd have I'd have my pet meetings and my um my teachers would go through with my social worker and my foster care, like how well I was doing and things like that. And that was quite nice because, again, it felt like I was saying I was proving my social worker wrong a little bit. <laughs> and, I was, and they weren't just hearing from me. They were hearing from the teachers that I was doing well. So that was good. But, yeah, I did. I did well in my GCSEs. Um, I actually did a GCSE myself. I learned philosophy and ethics at home on my own because I wanted to get an extra GCSE. So um, I did that. I revised a lot and I did find it stressful at times. And I did shut myself away a lot, which at the time my foster carer kind of said, come on, Emily, you need to you need to have a break and things like that. I, I did at times find it difficult to get the balance like a lot of young people. But there's a hell of a lot to learn when you're doing your GCSEs. It's, it's really wide, isn't it? So um, it, it is. And uh, exciting in one way because it opens windows, doesn't it? But it is a lot to take in. Mm. Just you mentioned a PEP meeting. Can you just give that the full title for me? Yeah, so um, that's your uh, personal educational plan, which I think I was have every six months or something like that. Um, and that would often be me, my social worker, my foster care and some kind of key people from school. And it would just run through like how I was doing. And it was predominantly throughout school. It was a positive and I didn't really need any extra help so yeah the, the pet meeting was kind of a window in to see kind of how I was doing and what I needed to to improve um I found it difficult to come to terms with the fact that I had to have a pet meeting and my peers didn't um, and I really hated that because I just I just wanted to be like them really um because I felt like I was like them in every other sense um <laughs> yeah yeah were these meetings then in school time yeah, they would be because um, obviously there were teachers and things involved. So, yeah, it would often be, well, it would be at school and it would be in school time. So quite often I would be taken out of class, which I don't think any child wants to be taken out of class for anything like that. Um, it, it didn't feel good. So I think moving forward, I don't know how um, it's handled now because it's been a long time since um, I was at secondary school. But I, I would hope that more consideration is taken into um, taking children out of class and how that might make them feel 
and what it might make their peers think about them. Yes, and I can, it, it brings in the whole view of stigmatisation there, doesn't it, and, mm-hmm. and feelings around that. But if you were success, so successful, your GCSEs, I know you, you're just not going to say you, did, you got brilliant A's and A stars, <laughs> but you didn't go to university. And I find that really interesting. You're successful in what you're doing. You're amazing. You're a project manager. You went down a different route. Why? When you at one time wanted to be a judge and now you, you changed, why didn't you go to university? To tick off the point about being a judge, I, I, got, <laughs> I got some work experience in law and I, I really didn't enjoy it. Um, and so, yeah, I did. My head teacher at secondary school actually really helped me get that work experience because um, I really struggled to get some. So he helped me with that. Um, he knew a, a solicitor. Um, so, yeah, I kind of moved that along. Um, but I still had plans to go to university at that point and really wanted to study medicine, but kind of as I well I finished my A-levels and I was a little bit disappointed with how my A-levels went I I knew I could have done better and I wish I had done better but I had the grades to go over to university but I'd say overall I felt this kind of anxiety about it and and so it wasn't really me and that I wouldn't be able to deal with it and all of the bits that were around it and I'd known people that had been to university and so I, I knew kind of what to expect to a point um and it just didn't feel like it was something that I I had the resilience to deal with I didn't like the thought of moving away from home being in an unfamiliar area it kind of evoked those emotions that I'd been through as a as a younger person and it, it related to that all a bit too much I know you might be looking at this as um, a, somebody who's care experienced, but actually, Emily, th- those feelings you've explained are, are so generic for so many people going to university. And, and thankfully, how, how brave of you to say it, because, you know, not so many do. And then things possibly do go wrong for them. So say we took went back in time. What what could have helped you? If you in the end thought you know I do want university what could have helped you get there what what um, could have, what bridges or blankets could have been provided yeah I, th- I think at the time like I, I worried about financially how I would cope in reality um having such a big debt in my future and I, in some ways I kind of feel like the statistics are against me a little bit anyway and so there's that on my shoulder sometimes that I really don't want to fail and I don't want to be somebody that ends up with many problems in the future and things like that and and that debt just felt a bit daunting kind of too daunting and I think it'd be it'd be really good to kind of either provide to young people as a whole or specifically to care experienced people some kind of guidance around um how they could manage their finances when they're at university, how they could manage their finances when they leave university. Um, and kind of, I think it then links into supporting young people into jobs that um, pay a reasonable wage that you can live and you can feel that financial security. Um, but for me, there were elements of that through my um, pathway plan of the finance stuff. But again, it kind of felt demeaning at times it was sort of like when you leave care you'll have to live off tins and all the cheap food and 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 that's kind of the way you've got to do it because that's your circumstance and I feel like you can teach young people to be um 
good with their money, but they can still enjoy life and they can still have a bit of like spice to their life still. Um, yes. And it, can, it has to be positive. So yeah, going back to your point, I think it was it would have helped me to have someone talk through that worry that I had about debt later on. And I think it would have helped to have met somebody before going to university and then have them as like a kind of continuing figure that could be there if I needed advice, if I needed some support, someone to talk to. Because at times I think a lot of my peers aren't care experienced. I don't know another person is actually. So some of the things that I might have issues with, I can't really speak to them about. So it'd be good to have that person that, that has experience and can help you work through those things whilst you're at university. I just love what you said there. And it's filled me full of sort of um, uh, call to arms, as if to say, because I feel that teachers worked with you and supported you. And it's as if you came to a cliff edge. And and where was that? You know, your aspiration Mm. was there. Oh, you know, where's it going to go? Care cliff. Yeah, it is. That's amazing. I didn't know that. So you're you're so passionate when you talk um and i think your insights are amazing i know recently you applied to be part of the independent care review that is just about to happen now isn't it in government yet you weren't successful um i imagine many applied do, do tell us about that what um what is the indica- independent care review all about um, so the independent care review has been um, something that I think people have been pushing for a long time. Um, and I guess it's to try and incorporate um, all these views about how the care system could be improved, um, how how better social workers could work with young people. Um, and it's just all about basically improving um, the system and then I guess outcomes for young people um so I saw it and I thought I really would like to be involved with something like this because quite often I do push away the fact that I am somebody that is care experience and I kind of just try and go that's over now and I want to just get on but then there are times where I think I am really passionate about this and I don't want to ignore that massive part of my life so I really wanted to get involved and it is that feeling of I think I have something valuable to say um, and it was difficult to, to be rejected and I know a lot of people were and felt the same and it, it was that feeling of do I not have any kind of value to add um, but I think I'm sturdy enough to, to push that off so yeah I wish I had been able to be involved um, but I think coming down the line there may be some more opportunities to get involved in workshops and things so that would be good. Um, but I know Emily it's um, you also make those opportunities don't you from from when you got onto your uh, higher level apprenticeship which you you chose that route didn't you instead of university that mm-hmm. once you got to a really fabulous corporate um, situation in Experian that you really went for it, didn't you? Because you made an opportunity. You wanted to tell us what you did. It was all around awareness. Am I right? Awareness raising. and Yeah, I mean, it kind of all stemmed from the fact that, well, my I was working within the project management department and the guy who was heading it up, I mean, he was somebody that was in charge of a lot of people. He had a lot to say, he had a lot of experience. And it's somebody who I thought, yeah, I'd like to be like that one day. And he was talking to us, all out all us apprenticeship apprentice people um in a room to kind of induct us 
And um, he mentioned that he was a foster carer and that he looked after two young people. And I thought, whoa, I'd have loved to have him as a foster carer, like, because he seemed to have so much like um, about him and so much kind of drive and stuff. And I, I sat there and I thought afterwards, yes, my foster mother, she was amazing and really supportive um, and, and really got me through. I was her job really she didn't have another job so I never really got to see anybody in that corporate environment and it was really eye-opening for me to to see that and I had this big feeling of well if I can do it then other young people that have been in care can do it as well um but for me really I felt like um as an organization they had such um positive role models um for young people and it it felt kind of we need to use this we need to use these people and we need to get that kind of positivity that I was feeling out to other um young people that were care experienced because um I met a lot of inspirational people a lot of people that were good at their jobs women men people that were older younger they were also different but were good at their jobs um and yeah I just I, I approached them about um would they think of doing some mentoring with young people to try and get that inspiration out there? I thought it'd be a good idea for organisations to do workshops. So like me, I didn't really get to see that corporate environment until I somehow got myself into it. But it'd be lovely for those that haven't quite got to that point to be able to get a feel of it um, beforehand. Um, and I was quite lucky that I didn't have any support getting my apprenticeship. I just managed it myself, really. And I was, I, I think I'm quite lucky that I can put myself across in a, in a good way. So I am able to sell myself in an interview. But I think a lot of young people who are in my situation wouldn't be able to do that. So I, I wanted it to be fed into um, the workshop, something around how to present yourself in interviews how to show yourself in the best way and to kind of move through that anxiety that you might be feeling. Yeah, so I was encouraging them really to kind of see what talent was out there and not to ignore it. And there were a lot of organisations that were already doing something and I kind of was saying, come on, guys, you need to too. So I know in one of the software departments, one of the um, heads of there, he actually said he would pledge two of his apprenticeship spaces to care leavers if he could get them I'm not sure I, I don't work there anymore unfortunately so I don't I, I don't know what quite what the follow-through has been now I'd love to find out um but what was just great even if even if it's such a minimal thing it was good to have everybody talking about care experienced people and that they had a lot to give um and I think it opened a few people's eyes which was nice I mean, I just think that's inspirational, Emily. You're such a motivator. You've actually motivated me just by talking, uh, listening with you through your journey. The journey that you've been on and still, I mean, you, you're being so, you're so successful now. And I know the work you're doing in your new company is so valued. Um, but if you could look back and think of what key messages would you like to give? If you look through your years of education, what could have been even better? And for what could us as teachers do better? What could the situation be better for you whilst you're going through those those formative years? Mm, 
I think the biggest one for me is aspiration. I never really felt like anybody was anybody from so the social kind of care side, so my social workers um, and my personal advisor very aspirational for me I definitely got the sense that it was okay to sign me up on the benefits as I left care and as long as I had somewhere to live and I wasn't on the streets that that was okay and I hated that because I I didn't want to just be that I wanted to to be the best I could and I really think people who have an involvement in a young person's life who is care experience or not have the responsibility to show them what's out there what they can be and then help them enable them to get there so I think I wish that maybe people would be more aspirational for care experienced people and not necessarily just look at the statistics and think wow that person's an exception so uh, everybody else is awful kind of thing so the big one for me is is ambition and then I think looking back at my experience um, I wasn't ever really somebody that had a lot of issues I was quite I describe myself as quite a smooth and easy um, person to have dealt with compared to maybe some young people and I think that meant that sometimes I was kind of left in the drawer a little bit um, and it was kind of like whilst they were putting out other fires I was just sort of in the in the background not really receiving any support and I think there needs to be more thought about how um, people can support support young people emotionally how um, it's not just the physical things like finance getting some books um, where they're going to live what clothes they're going to wear it's looking at the impacts that what's happened uh, what's happened to them and how that's impacted them emotionally because I think for me a long time it didn't really impact me and then around my A-levels university I felt a bit kind of whoa what's happened here and I, I needed to come to terms with a few things and I really wish that um, maybe school had slightly understand understood a bit more that there was a bit of a delayed impact for me and and that's that's for school for school and social workers I wish that they'd kind of helped me access kind of more specific maybe mental health support and counselling rather than generic support that didn't really work yes and I I think I love those two points that you brought in so it's keeping that aspiration going and at at the same time making sure that support is there for you at the right time and who knows when the right time exactly do you know Emily that's a great message to leave us with because whoever you are who's listening today I think if we can take that with us and ensure that we do the very best for our children who are care experienced Mm -hmm. I think you're going to help them tremendously oh fab during your growing up time and many of us go through times when we want to be in control and, and be assertive do you feel that you ever had that that time or was control taken away from you yeah it's it's a big theme that um was through my childhood really and I found it really frustrating and it was it was sort of this kind of oppressive feeling at times that all these people knew every little detail about my life and I didn't want them to it felt very invasive and kind of like I was open to everybody and I think that probably has shaped who I am as a person a little bit and I can be quite um 
I kind of choose who knows what about me, that kind of thing. And I'm also now, I'd say, and I probably always have been quite headstrong. And I put my happiness up here and I know that I have to be happy and I will be happy. And um, and I'll I'll do what kind of I want to do. Um, and I think I did have a few years where I probably took that a bit too far <laughs> and didn't listen. But I think I, I hope that I have over the few, over a few years mellowed that out a bit. And I've sort of now I'm more ready to accept advice and things like that. So I did have that phase of, boy, everybody back off. And unfortunately, that kind of did happen a bit around university time so I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do in the end so I wasn't going to do it and perhaps if I hadn't had that attitude I may have been more accessible um and people could have given me advice and shown me that there were other that that I could do it if I wanted to and and could help me work through those anxieties but I, I can't look back and regret anything because I loved my apprenticeship and I think it was perfect for me, really. So I just love what you said there. And I just wanted to touch on another key issue for me, really. And I don't think it's something that is um, recognised all the time. Um, and it is that as you move through your childhood and you start becoming a young adult and you move through life, your needs as a care experienced person change. And um, so that person that I was in, year five is totally different to that person I was when I was at secondary school doing my A-levels and for me I think I would have appreciated having somebody who could advocate for me and also be there to support me as my needs did change Um, it goes back to the point I made earlier about feeling like sometimes because I did just get on and pretend like everything was okay that maybe that support was a bit lacking at times I mean I had a support worker once who she was almost she was almost like a friend and she used to come and see me and sometimes it was um it wasn't we didn't even have to talk about issues that were anything to do with me being in care we'd talk about what we'd seen in top shop like last time we'd been shopping or something like that and I really loved that and I only had her she was just um she was a secondment in a position um where they they didn't have somebody for a while so I only had her for a period of time and I I think that was one of my most positive experiences with somebody having that relationship that wasn't always oh god they're coming over to talk about how I'm in care and oh it's going to be really depressing and I've just been talking to my friends and I don't want to talk about that I want to have a nice conversation but then she was there if I needed to talk about that so it was giving me the choice I wasn't sat and forced to talk about it Um, and I think that's really important because throughout my experience in care there was a lot of right we're going to talk about this now Emily and then it wasn't really when I was ready sometimes so yeah I I would have liked to have had that for a longer period of time that sort of relationship but really my needs did change from being at primary school where there was a lot of physical needs where I was going to live where I was going to get my school uniform from and things like that moving towards me finding it difficult sometimes when I was 17, 18 to come to terms with how my life might change um, as I became a care leaver, becoming very aware of the relationships around me and how they were different and how I would kind of understand those. Um, And I really wish I'd had somebody help me work through that because I kind of had to do it myself and that's always a lot messier when you do it yourself so it would have been an easier ride for me I think if I'd had somebody help me work through those emotions 
and recognize that um, maybe I was feeling a bit of a delayed response to what had happened. Yes, I understand that. I think trying to put myself in your shoes, I would want that person to be there. A bit like in in a wardrobe that I, I need you now. Um, I'm OK now. You can go back into the wardrobe. But knowing that that person is there and to be able to talk about your topics, it goes back to that control, doesn't it? It's have, giving you back that control, enabling you to have a stake in your life. I, I understand where you're coming from. We need an army of these people. I wonder if you had got to that care review, if that's something that you could have actually fostered. But maybe there are other ways we can do that. Maybe a listener today is going to sort of feel about what they can they can give back in this way to society because my goodness, you're an absolute inspiration. I'm in awe of you. And thank you so much for sharing your emotions today. Thank you. Um, and I, I wanted to do it because I wanted people to open their eyes to what some people might be experiencing and how some people's lives are slightly different. But even though there have been negatives and bad things that have happened that maybe wouldn't happen to other young people, I don't want that to be something that defines me. So I'm still trying to find the balance between how much I want to get involved with um, something like this and how much I want to move on with my life. Um, but I know that it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so I would like to move forward and be really successful and have a great job, but I would like it to be part of what I do on the side as well. So um, fingers crossed there will be some opportunities to get involved with this independent care review. Um, and yeah, it was really good to talk about it today. Thank you.